See, life is one of those things that's always coming, always going, always up, always down. You know what I found? The most consistent thing about life, it's inconsistent. But God is consistent. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. I tell you what, you turn the light on the room, God said, hi. You turn the light off in the room, God said, still here. You go hide out in the back, says, God, I'm here too. You go run over here, God said, beat you. God's always. David said, if I make my heaven, my bed in heaven, you're going to be there. If I make my head bed in hell, you're going to be there. Where can I go that you're not? God is always there. God is consistent. God is faithful. And all he asks is let him become the one that's consistent and faithful in your life and make you consistent and faithful. Can you say amen? Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Centers or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Now with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. I want you to take your notes out of your uh, bulletin for just a moment. When I put this series together, I did it a little bit different. I want you to turn directly to the back page. I actually, and I, I meant to mention this last week, but I, you know, I, I forgot to. I guess it's that getting older stuff. But I actually put a little, a little uh, not a test, but a little homework for you. So I want you to, when we're ministering this morning for the next few moments, I want you to think about these questions that are on the back of this page. If you have last week's notes, which I know every one of you do because everyone keeps the notes and they always study them over and over. I want you to ask yourself these simple questions. Today's message is part two. What will we lose to win? What will we lose to win? I want to consider some very interesting questions that I believe have great significance to today's message. And there are seven questions that I set down here. And number one is, what will guard against foolish extremes? What characterizes those who are habitually successful? What single quality in a business builds respect deeper than any other? What brings security in a relationship? What strengthens confidence in leaders? What is needed most by parents in their home? And what will add more weight? to your Christian witness than anything else. Today's message 
I've simply titled it, Will We Give All to Gain All? You see, the answer in your notes to all of those questions is very simply consistency. You could put consistency and faithfulness as interchangeable. But I want to talk about those two attributes of God's character that operates in your life and mine. You see, consistency is a picture of being steadfast, persistent. It's something or someone that you can count on, the thick and the thin, the in, the out, the up, the down. It's the one that will be there tomorrow just like it was yesterday. yesterday. You see, consistency stands firm. When pain and hardship bite, consistency doesn't bleed. When the majority is tired and irritable, consistency is stable and resilient. It's never insensitive nor boring, but it's reliable. It's faithful. It's not opposed to change or reason. It's trustworthy. It's not stubborn. But consistency is solid. Yeah, that's the word. Solid, immovable, unchangeable. Can I give you the picture of consistency? A mom, when that little one gets sick. I know when I was raising my kids, my, my sons or daughters got sick. Here. I don't know what to do. I tried. And you say, well, Pastor, I, I was a better dad than that. Praise the Lord for better dads. But that was me. But moms, they just know what to do. I wrote my mom a note many, many years ago. As I was growing older, I wrote her a little birthday card, and I wrote inside the card, Mom, you're still the first one that I think of when I fall down and go boom. Missionaries are consistent, solid, when they lose themselves in the labor of the field, though it might not offer up any fruit. A great missionary to China was in China 25 years and had one convert. You find faithfulness in employees who show up on time. They roll up their sleeves and they just commit to the task at hand. They don't watch the clock. They just do the job that's set before them. Let me tell you about consistency. Determination is its strength. Diligence is its brother. Dependability is its partner. And discipline is its parent. And consistency is the one that gives all because it understands that's the only way to gain all. Let me take you into the scriptures, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. I've got several different translations. It says, many a man claims to have unfailing love, but a faithful man who can find. In the Good News translation, it says it this way. Everyone talks about how loyal and faithful they are, but just try to find someone who really is. The, the uh, re, uh, New Revised Standard Version says it this way, many proclaim themselves loyal, but who can find one worthy of trust? Let me take you to the book of Psalm, chapter 12, verse 1, in the Living, the, the living Bible. It says, godly men are fast disappearing. Where in the world can dependable men be found? See, the Bible says that when the Lord returns, will he find faith? On the earth, next week we're going to begin a series on the end times. And I've titled the series, What in the World 
is going on. And I'm going to talk about all the things that's happening in the Middle East, things that are happening in China, things that are happening uh, in Russia, things that are happening in Europe. You say, Pastor, what about things that are happening in America? Oh, it's coming to America. And it is already here, and we will talk about that. Because you see, what is happening in the world is affecting the entire world. Do you know why? Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is preparing to split that eastern sky and say, ready or not, here I come. And all those that are looking for his return, he will say, come up. To gain all, we have to lose all. To gain all. In your notes, we must be faithful. See, Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, don't be weary. It's not in your notes, so you can write it down. I purposely leave scriptures out so you have to write things. Do not be weary in doing what is right. Galatians 6, 9, for in due season, in God's time, you will reap if you don't quit, if you don't give up. You see, consistency and faithfulness are the main ingredient of maturity. They are the entirety of the basis of determination. You know what it is? It's the time and time again. It is the week in and the week out, the over and over, the regardless of cost, dedication to the task, to the life, to the responsibility at hand. You see, literally, being consistent is going to be the difference between winning and losing. God, years ago, I was putting together a a sermon on faithfulness. And as I was sitting down and and writing my notes back then, I was doing it all longhand because I couldn't, I could barely turn a computer on, let alone use it. And I was doing it all longhand and, and I would give all my notes to my assistant and she would type it all out for me and make it all look nice and pretty. And so, yeah, on a typewriter, yeah, we had a selectric and it was, how many remember those Okay, we're getting, we're telling our ages here. But anyway, so I I would sit down and I was putting together this sermon on faithfulness and God began, just interrupted me. You know how God interrupts you when you're doing something? Especially if you're doing something wrong. God gets in there, did you know that I'm looking? That's never happened to you, it's happened to me. And so I'm putting this message together on faithfulness and God said, do you really understand what faithfulness means? I said, sure, God. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you're there. I mean, they're always here. They're always uh, committed. They're always part of it. They're, they're, they're tithing. They're, they're doing. God, God said it has nothing to do with faithfulness. Did you know those people that do everything all the time? And don't miss a beat. But they're not doing it for him. They're doing it for them. And God spoke to me, and he said, here's what faithfulness is. It's commitment to the purpose. And you know, it's just right there of why you're there. Why don't you underline that? That's the definition that God gave me of faithfulness. It's commitment to the purpose of why you're there. Why are you in church? Why are you living for God? Well, I don't want to go to hell. That's a good start. But after a while, it's all about him. It doesn't make any sense today. You see, God was committed to more than creation. He didn't speak everything into existence and then go on vacation. 
No, he stayed there right with us. He is there with us today. He paid the price not only to create, but also to help creation become what it's intended to be. You see, he created it and then gave his all to gain it back. Let me take you into the scripture and give you some pictures of the faithfulness of God. 1 Corinthians 1 says, God who has called us into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ, the Lord is faithful. Can somebody say amen? Deuteronomy 32 says, I will reclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. Oh, I like that. He is the rock. His work are perfect which means they're complete, they're whole. His ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. Look at Philippians. He said, you can be confident that the God that began the work in you will complete it. Second Peter says it this way, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. He just doesn't want anybody to perish. Look at 1 John 1. He said, if you'll confess your sins, he'll be faithful and just to forgive you of every sin. Look at 1 Corinthians 10 says, he said that if God is faithful, he will never let you go through anything, any temptation beyond what you can bear. Why don't you underline that? He will not let me be tempted beyond what I'm able to bear, but he will always make a way out that you can stand up under it. The psalmist wrote it this way, your faithfulness, O God, continues through all generations. One thing I tell you about God, he is consistent. He never changes. He's always there. Number two in your notes, to gain all, we have to be consistent. We have to be faithful. We have to be consistent. The Proverb writer Solomon in Proverbs 22.1, once again, write this down. It says, a good name is better than riches. In James chapter 1, verse 8, it says that a double-minded man will always be unstable. Let me tell you a couple more things about God's faithfulness and his consistency. Hebrews 13.8 says, he is the same yesterday, today. And forever. James 1 says that he does not change like shifting shadows. You see, God made a commitment to you, and that was a long haul commitment. And he said he'll help you to become as faithful and consistent as Jesus was. Abraham Lincoln when he was questioned about the war that he had covered over, he was telling the people in the cabinet, he said, you know what, I do the best I know how. I I don't know what else to do. The very best that I can do. And he said, I'm going to keep doing this until the end. And I love the way he writes this. He said, now if the end brings me out all right, what is said about me will amount to almost nothing. And if the end brings me out all wrong, 10 angels swearing that I was right will never make a difference. He said, I'm going to stay consistent. 
I'm going to stay consistent. There's people in this church, you have jobs that is not your favorite cup of tea, but yet you just stay. You keep on keeping on. You're in situations that you know, man, if I just, I just blow this popsicle stand, I'm out of here. But yet you feel like God says, no, you just need to hang in there. Hang in there. You see, this is what the God we serve is. And this is the God that will give you victory to help you become like your Lord and Savior. If you'll just say, I'm going to keep on keeping on no matter what. When everybody else says it's wrong, I'm still going to keep doing right. Can you say amen? See, something I've learned as a pastor is opinions change. Attitudes change. I know this surprises you, but some will like me and some won't. But you know what? I'm going to keep doing what I know to do. And in the end, I know it's going to turn out all right. Why? Because I'm doing it for the Lord our God. As a young Christian, I learned this very simple principle. Right is right because it's right. Not because I like it. Not because I want to be a part of it. But because it's simply right. Can you say amen? You know what consistency is? To the Christian, it's the no matter what it takes, commitment to be like Jesus. Can I ask you, will I give all to gain all? Will you? Will you say, God, here's my life. That's all I have. And God says, fine, that's all I want. Over the years, I've learned that the biggest problem with Christianity is the inconsistency of Christians. I I don't fully understand, but it seems that too many can't or won't keep an uncompromised commitment to Christ. And because there's no consistency and no faithfulness, this is why the church has the reputation that it's full of hypocrites. Because they're one thing on Sunday and there's something else on Monday. I've had people that I run into on the church on the street, and I won't mention any names, but they say, Does so-and-so go to your church? And I puff up my chest, yes, he does. Well, Pastor, would you like to know what you don't know about so and so? And that's what I tell them. No, I'd rather not. And then I start praying for you. Because I know from up here, I can't change a fly. But from up there, I can change your life. Come on, give him praise, church. That's why I talked about worship before service. God inhabits the praises. You see, it's, it's in worship that God can take a man that's on his high horse and knock him to his knees. It's during worship that God can take the man, the woman, that has done everything they can do, but they'll run to the altar of God, and he says, that's fine, I'll meet you there, and I'll take care of what you couldn't do. You see, it's in that worship that God said, I inhabit those praises. There's people in here that's heard more sermons 
than I've ever preached. And their life still is inconsistent. Don't look around and think you're hearing that I'm talking about somebody else. Because the person's probably sitting in your chair. That wasn't in my notes. That's free. Why is it that we are all dedicated to living but so uncommitted to life? Why is it that we're interested in bringing glory to ourselves but not glory to the giver of this life that we're supposed to be committed to? I've heard it say the hardest thing about life is it's so daily. An old farmer was asked, what's the hardest thing about a farm? He said, it's the cows. They never stay milked. See, life is one of those things that's always coming, always going, always up, always down. You know what I found? The most consistent thing about life, it's inconsistent. But God is consistent. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. I tell you what, you turn the light on the room, God said, hi. You turn the light off of the room, God says, still here. You go hide out in the back, says, God, I'm here too. You go run over here, God said, beat you. God's always David said, if I make my heaven, my bed in heaven, you're going to be there. If I make my bed in hell, you're going to be there. Where can I go that you're not? God is always there. God is consistent. God is faithful. And all he asks is let him become the one that's consistent and faithful in your life and make you consistent and faithful. Can you say amen? You see, it's time to answer that question. Will I give all to gain all? And the way I do that is stop making excuses for what isn't happening and start taking responsibility for what is happening. You see, if we'll determine to give all, I guarantee you, we will get all. You say, Pastor, I'm not doing anything wrong that I know of. What do you mean take responsibility? Can I tell you something? If you truly love God and you're going through something in it, you need to take ownership of it because God's trying to help you grow. And as long as you try to look everywhere else for the problem, you can never grow yourself. Just look at it and say, God, I'll get it. But I know you're in it. Because I'm loving you. I'm trusting you. I'm following you. I'm living for you. I'm dying for you. So, God, let's go through this thing together. Can somebody give him a hand clap of praise in the house of God this morning? Paul, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, the Bible says he was put into ministry because he was considered faithful. Timothy, in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, said he was putting, put into the ministry because he was considered faithful. The Bible says you and I are in this world because God is trying to help us become faithful, to make us consistent in going through. We must not only be willing to start something, but we must be committed enough to follow it through to its completion. Why? Because the one who said he began a good work in you will follow it to completion, according to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. 2 Timothy 2 says, that even if we are unfaithful, God says, I'll still be faithful. How many ever threw in the towel besides me? 
God was okay with that. I started looking for the towel, and I found it in God's hands. He said, I'll hold it for you. It's a little heavy right now. And then just as soon as I was ready, he gave it back. See, the Bible says take up your cross daily. You say, well, Pastor, I can't. I can't take it up. That's okay. Jesus said, I will. I'll take it up. And when you're ready, I'll give it back to you. Because we have to take it. Let me jump to point three. You see, to be faithful, to be consistent, if we're going to gain all, we have to be determined. Luke chapter 9, and I want you to write these scriptures down. Verse 60 to 62 talks about a young man who Jesus called to follow him. And he said, well, I've got to go back and, and bury my father first. Another man in the same passage said, I need to go back and do this. And another man in the same passage said, I need to go back and do this in Luke chapter 9. But Jesus responded to them all and said these words in the 62nd verse. He said, no one putting their hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I don't know if you understand this, but back before there was satellite and back before all these different things, did you ever drive by a farm and notice how straight and true the fields were? Did you ever drive by a farm, and maybe you're old enough to remember when they plowed the farm with a, an ox or a horse or a mule, and those fields were still straight and true. Do you know why? Because that farmer would set his gaze on a non-movable ar- ar- uh, uh, object. He would set his gaze. He wouldn't look to the right. He wouldn't look to the left. He wouldn't look to the mule. He wouldn't look behind. He wouldn't worry about the tractor. He would keep his eyes focused. That's the picture of determination. No matter what's happening all around, just keep yourself focused. The Bible says that when Jesus knew it was time for him to be crucified, he set his eyes on Jerusalem. Nobody could shake him. Paul, when God had spoken to him about going to Macedonia, Paul wanted to go one time, but the Holy Spirit said no. But Paul, at the time when the Holy Spirit said, it's time, the Bible says that Agabus took his garment and he wrapped himself and bound him up. And he said, the man that owns this garment will not only be, will be bound and thrown into prison. And Paul said, I'm not willing to be bound only. I'm willing to die for the cause of Christ. He set his sight to Macedonia. Never wavered. Too many of us, look at me, please. The devil is distracting. That's what a temptation is. You got your eyes focused and all of a sudden you glance off to something. That's called a temptation. Something else pulls over here. Something rings over there. Something knocks back here. Distracting. That's a temptation. That's what the enemy, that's what he does. The Lord's Prayer said, don't lead us into temptation. Don't allow us to fall for these lies. To gain all, we've got to be determined. We've got to look forward and not look back. See, 90% of the battle is won just because you're faithful. You see, when you just do a good job, you're considered faithful. 
Don't despise the job. Don't despise the place. Don't despise the calling. Don't look at it as something that you're too good for or you're beyond. That job is your ministry. Begin to ask God, what is my purpose for being here? My wife and I, we got back from vacation a few weeks ago, and some of you followed us on Facebook, and you know that my truck broke. And we had to be towed 150 miles. We had our truck, we had our trailer, and my wife sitting on a milk crate in between me and this burly truck driver. As we're riding up in the front cab of this tractor-trailer tow truck, the minute I walked to the door and sat in that chair, God said, this is why he broke down. The man's name is Jim Jordan. He owned Jordan Towing and Automotive in Tusk, Wyoming. Lusk, sorry, Wyoming. I sat down in that chair. My wife had told me that he'd lost his daughter a few years earlier. And I sat down in that chair And I said, okay, God, I know why I'm here. I know why this old Ford fixer repaired daily didn't leave me at least found on road dead. I can give you a few other Ford acronyms, but I'm driving it anyway. And we're towing that truck up to Rapid City, South Dakota. And I'm sitting there, my wife's in the middle, And her and I are just witnessing to Jim Jordan, sharing the gospel with Jim Jordan. We got to Rapid City. He got our vehicle parked. We got to the drivetrain, to the exit part. And I said, Jim, we didn't break down because of that truck. We broke down because of you. Because God had a day in his plan for your salvation. And we prayed with the man, and he accepted Christ right there in the cab of that old Peterbilt. There's a purpose for everything. My truck was still broke down. Thinking, God, what are you going to do? My little brother owns a trucking company in Scott City, Kansas. We thought about going to Scott City to see my little brother. All of a sudden, my little brother calls me on the phone, says, Tim, that's how my little brother talks, Tim, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, he talks really bad like that. He owns a trucking company. He stopped one of his trucks from going to, to Texas stuck a flatbed behind it, put one of his trucks on the back of the flatbed, trucked it 500 miles to Rapid City, South Dakota, put my truck back on the back of the tow truck, and, or to the flatbed, and drove it back 500 miles to Scott City, Kansas. So I have a fixed truck. It ain't my truck, though he would have liked me to bought it, but it wasn't my truck. But I got to, <laughs> I got to Scott City, Kansas, and I'm visiting. And we have one of my brother's truck drivers is, a, is a, a, a lesbian lady. And she starts asking me about Jesus. How did you become a preacher? I wish I could tell you that she accepted Christ that day. But I tell you what, she went away shaking her head, not knowing exactly. There's a purpose. 
You've got to be determined to find it. I stayed with my little brother for a couple days while they were figuring out what to do with the truck. And while I was there, my little brother and his wife rededicated their life to Jesus. You see, I don't understand how all things work, but if I'll trust, I can be promising you this, that God will be in the midst working all things. Can you say amen? 90% is, just, is one if you just be faithful. If you deserve better, you're going to get it. Because cream always rises to the top. God doesn't need politicians. He needs prophets. He needs men and women of God who will just commit themselves to the plan of God and the purpose of God and determine to fulfill it. You see, faithfulness is not in running. Faithfulness is not in doing. Faithfulness is in finishing. Can you say amen? Faithfulness prepares us for all. Rick Mears, the old Indianapolis 500 race car driver, said if you're ever going to finish first, you've got to first finish. Let me share some words as I'm closing. And, and Bob, I'm not going to get through all of these notes. Bob is so wonderful. He sits back and he says, but you forgot this one. You forgot that one. I said, I'm going to warn him. I'm not going to get through all of them. Look at me, please. You were born for a purpose. God saved you for a purpose. He did that, Jan. You are alive today to fulfill that purpose and to finish what God set before you. God didn't actually just God didn't just put you here just to run. He put you here to win. But God said, what are you willing to lose to win? What are you willing to give to gain? To persevere is a choice that we have to make and stick to. I shared this story once before many years ago. And some of you might remember it because it's a pretty impactful story, but it is a true story. It was 7 o'clock, the Olympic Stadium in Mexico City, 1968. Cold and dark, the last of the marathon runners were coming into the stadium. Each exhausted, being carried off to the various first aid stations. More than an hour earlier, the winner a runner from Ethiopia looking fresh as the moment he started, finished the 26, 365-yard event to win the gold medal. As the remaining spectators were pouring out of the building, preparing to leave, those closest to the marathon gate began to hear the sound of sirens going off. They began to hear the police cars and the alarms all of a sudden, everybody's eyes turned towards the gate, and they saw a man wearing the colors of Tanzania. A young man in 1968 by the name of John Stephen, the last of the marathon runners coming. His leg was bloodied and bandaged from a severe fall he'd taken on the course. Every step he took, he grimaced. He hobbled 
as he entered the stadium around the 400-meter track. The rest of the spectators standing to their feet in applause as if he were the winner. Crossing the finish line, no chance for the gold, the silver, or even the bronze, the journalists began to walk up to him and say, why didn't you quit? Why didn't you just throw in the towel? Why didn't you just give up? John Stevens stood up and said these words. My friend, my country didn't send me 7,000 miles to start a race. They sent me 7,000 miles to finish a race. Look at me, please. Jesus didn't die on Calvary just to get you saved. He died on Calvary to get you home. And he is committed to that task. He is faithful and he is consistent. And brothers and sisters, you better rejoice because he is determined that no devil in hell is going to stop you. The only one that can is you. What will you lose to win? Will you lose the world? Will you lose the arrogance, the pride, the ambition? Will you lose the selfish, self-centered idea? Paul, at the end of his life in 2 Timothy 4, this guy had been to hell and back. He had been through every type of, of assault that you could possibly imagine. And listen to what Paul says. He said, I have fought a good fight. And then he said these words, but I finished my course. And then he told you and I how he did it. He said, I simply kept the faith. He was determined to give all in order to gain all. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, Paul said, everything I was, everything I had, and everything I've done, I count as nothing that I could gain Christ. Will you give all to gain everything? Will you? I wonder if we could pray. <coughs> Heads bowed and eyes closed just for a moment. The scripture says in Romans, don't you know whose servant you offer yourself to become? That's whose servant you will be. Of sin unto death, disobedience unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. You were saved for a purpose. You were born for a purpose. You are here in this room for a purpose. And that purpose is heaven. I'm going to ask our altar workers to come with every head bowed and eyes closed. I want nobody looking around just for a moment. Let me ask you. What will you give? If you're here today, 
I've got men and women that, would, that want nothing more than to pray for you. That want nothing more. Maybe you're struggling. And you've got some things that you're hanging on to. You've got some stuff that God has been dealing with you. And you just, you're just having such a hard time letting it go. I wonder if today you would come to this altar and say, God, I give it to you. I can't change it. I can't do anything with it. But God, I give it to you. One of these altar workers would love to pray with you. I wonder if you would step out of your chair and come. Quickly, before we change the order of this service, this could be the beginning of the greatest day of victory in your life. Because you say, I, I, I've gotten weary, I've gotten frustrated, I've gotten anxious. Would you stand with me? All of heaven is. And just like John Stephen, as he was hobbling around that track, he had no ability to win the race. But he knew he was still a winner in the race. Not because he started, but because he finished what was set before him. Are you willing to give all, to gain all? You say, well, Pastor, what's it going to take? Just your life. Just your life. Give it all to Jesus. Give it all to Jesus. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 at the Flagstaff Middle School Complex. I'm Joe Harding. For Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Centers, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast. We are-